That is identity in of itself. To know who one is, to be centered in in value and have that worth and know that your existence means something. Does talking about your money make you cringe? Are you tired of fighting about finances? Do you want to stop sabotaging your financial happiness? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to Breaking Money Silence, a podcast series aimed at helping all of us talk more openly about money. Your host, Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, is a wealth psychology expert who is doing what she does best, speaking about taboo topics. International speaker, author, and founder of KBK Wealth Connection, Kathleen understands money and our relationship with it. Over the past decade, she has empowered thousands of people to break money silence at home and at work. Now, here is Kathleen. This episode is sponsored by Halbert Hargrove, an advisory firm that believes in the fearless pursuit of well-lived days and tomorrows. For 85 years, their advisors have worked to help clients reach their financial goals. And as fiduciaries, they act in the best interest of their clients at all times. For help with your well-lived life, visit halberthargrove.com. Today, I am with Dr. Preston Cherry. He is the founder and president of Concurrent Financial Planning. He is a recently elected president of the Financial Therapy Association. He's also an assistant professor of personal financial planning and finance at the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay. And let me tell you much more. The fact that he had time to come by the Breaking Money Silence podcast and talk with me today, given his schedule, is pretty impressive. I'm excited to talk to him a little bit about a well-lived life, which is what we've been talking about in this series. But I also just want to let you know that over the past 14 years, Dr. Cherry has been working in professional services and academia, and he's developed something called Life Money Balance, which I'm sure uh, will come up. So welcome, Dr. Cherry, to the podcast. Wow, Kathleen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a uh, fan from afar. I've been listening uh, to you for a while, and I and I love the the video bits, you know, with the uh, fun, uh, you know, bits that you do. They're very uplifting. So uh, I'm glad to be here, and thank you for the invite. Oh well, thanks for uh, coming to break money silence with me. I, I'm going to start right off because one of the things that I always do as I am researching my guests is I take a look at their LinkedIn profile. And under your LinkedIn profile, under the about section, instead of having about you, you have a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So I'm going to read the quote and then I'm going to ask you something about it. So the quote is, what's in your life's blueprint? This is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and what you decide to do now at this age may well determine which way your life shall go. So... Tell me a little bit about this quote and how it might relate to your definition of a well-lived life. Yes. Uh, Wow, that that quote resonates so much. It's for anyone that is going to decide to go on to where they aspire to be. And that is at that crucial moment. It's at a moment where they have taken a, an account of where they are. Uh, 
and taking a somewhat of an audit, if it's a true one, about you know where they are, where they have been, and really say, okay, I want to do something different. I want to navigate toward, strive toward my aspiration. And this that is the most important, the most crucial period of your life. And then you're making your life blueprint from that point on. And your decisions at that point, what you decide now and what you do now, uh, at, at this age, he was actually talking to a group of uh, young people during this speech, but at this age, meaning any point in your life cycle, actually, will determine, you know, how you strive and achieve your aspiration. That's what that quote is about. I love that. And I was going to ask you if it's at any age and you're saying yes, according to how you're kind of thinking about it. Um, so tell me, how does having this quote on your LinkedIn profile kind of fit with where you're at in your life and how you would define the term we're using, a well-lived life. Yes, I keep it you know, close to my vest uh, every, every day. I mean, Dr. Martin Luther King uh, Jr. is a, oh my goodness, he was a uh, expert in so many fields, whether it be the- theology, philosophy, spirituality, economics, this, that, and the other. But just what his true expertise it was and still is, is the human condition. It is the human condition. How are we nurturing that? How are we feeding that? How are we advancing that? And how are we uh, feeding that not only individual, but connective across human beings? Okay. And a well-lived life says, you know, how are you, how are you taking a healthy self-audit, consistent healthy self-audit of yourself and conditioning yourself in order to be a better human being and advancing your human capital in a way, in a way that you're trying to achieve contentedness, wellness, wholeness. And this is what that is all about. And so for you personally, Preston, what does your current audit say and, and how are you living a well-lived life? I'm in, I'm in constant uh, uh, audit. Um, and I'm an audit of, you know, where I am, uh, where I'd like to go, uh, how am I doing uh, with myself, with others. <laughs> it's, a, you know, it's a, it's a continuum, Kathleen, you know, we, we have to continually uh, do this, you know, but not be so harsh on ourselves or anything. It's not, it's not, it's not harshness. Sometimes we can, I know I can, I can be too harsh on, on myself, but it's not supposed to be a harshness. It's supposed to be healthy in order to meditate on where you are uh, and where you, where you want to go. So I continue to say, okay, am I, here's my aspiration. Here's my contentness level. What am I, do, am I doing, am I settled in the, in these facets? So I, I continue with that, with that audit to make sure that um, I'm trying to achieve some, some, centeredness, some balance in oneself, some uh, some gratitude, love that word every day uh, in order to in order to just live, you know, you know achieve some some wholeness in a in a well-lived life, as you say. Well, and what is interesting to me in this series is that when we started talking about a well-lived life, and, and I've had several guests before you come in and tell us their definition, and the term 
money, accumulation of wealth, you know, making sure I make X amount doesn't seem to be part of how people define a well-lived life. For you, where does money fit into this puzzle? Yes. Um, you know, money, uh, you know, some people don't like to say this, but, you know, money does contribute to a level of happiness. It, it does. Now, money, your, your self-worth, and we see this in money scripts and, and you know, psychology, where, you know, self-worth shouldn't equal your net worth or your net worth shouldn't be your self-worth, right? You shouldn't wake up every day and say, okay, I'm going to place my human existence, you know, my value, my worth on earth, you know, by the measurement of my bank account. Hey, listen, I got the most money and doggone it, that 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 makes me the best person on earth, you know, and the more I make, the you know, the more value I'm going to have. Okay, that's that's kind of a, uh, you know, delusional kind of way of, how can we say delusional, unhealthy way of, of, of thinking. Now, the higher your net worth, your, your money, you know, euphemism for money, substitute for money. Yes, it does contribute or help you gain more access to and resources to elevate uh, your and advance your human condition, your well-lived life, whether that be uh, experience, experiences, more time, hobbies, spiritual, even uh, material. Because listen, <laughs> you know, quality goods. You know, when people say, that, you know, I, I, I like quality goods as well. You know, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So people have un, uh, you know unhealthy relationships with money. It's like spending is bad. No, spending is good when you're doing it within the realm of of, of your plan. So wealth accumulation helps you not necessarily define your worth, but it does help you push forward your your human condition in these other areas. If your money is allocated across healthy sectors of your life, then it can absolutely advance your your, your well-lived life. That, that makes a lot of sense to me. I think that, you know, often when people think of financial services or they think of a podcast that's about money, they think, oh, it's going to be about investments. It's going to be about how do you accumulate more? And really, when we get to the essence of what you said, the human condition or the work that you do with life money balance, we're really talking about that blend between the two worlds. I know I'm uh, most satisfied when I'm able to live by my core values and then my money, you know, having enough money to be able to then make some choices. Like for instance, this morning running out and skiing for four hours, four hours, that was my wish four runs <laughs> before I started my day, you know, you need a certain uh, level of affluence. You need a certain level of wealth to be able to do that. But it's also my choice. You know, it wouldn't be necessarily everybody's choice to be out there uh, when it's so cold. So, so really those connections. The other thing I want to ask you um, about, and it could be about your clients. It could be about you. Um, how do you think, or how do you talk about how your identity really impacts or influences your view of money and wealth? And I know that's a huge question, so take it where you want, want to go. Mm, yes, identity. I, I, I bring that back, uh, and ju just for a quick minute, you, you, second, you, you did mention a choice uh, too. It does open up choice from our last question. It does open up choice, the uh, level of, of wealth you have. And also too, I, I want to make clear to, to the audience, 
you necessarily don't have to have a whole bunch of, of wealth in order to be an adv- uh, a, a contented, advanced human condition being. Either. True. So Absolutely. I, I yeah. just want to I just want to make that point uh, because it's, it's uh, you can you can find your own level of balance and contentedness and, and spiritualness and all that without a large sum of money. But it does it does help if that is your choice to invest in that use those resources to invest in that manner. So I just want to make that point. But uh, to your point, as far as in, uh, my identity, I, I I'm a humanist uh, first. Uh, I keep talking about the human condition. Identity of self-worth, self-value, probably the th- those ingredients as a baseline, fundamental, are probably the two most important things that a you know parents can give children at 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 their infancy and, and through childhood and those developmental developmental years and 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 going forward even through adult years when when parents are taken out of the picture, having that that baseline that fundamental. That, that 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 is identity in of itself to know who one is to be centered in in value and have that worth and know that your existence means something and that can carry on to purpose so that that identity i think is very uh, key also some level of spiritual nature whatever you know that person attests to or or subscribes to it, that lends itself to connecting with other human beings and also yourself and giving you a tool to to guide one path. And also identity far as culture is concerned. Uh, speaking of uh, Dr. MLK, you know, his words where people kind of confuse the words when people say, well, I don't want to be, uh, I think, you know, you know, I don't want to be, I don't see color or I don't see gender or I don't see this or I don't see that. Everything's all the same. That's not the point. Uh, the The point is, they, uh, the, his words were not to be judged by those identifiers or those or, 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 or uh, those identifiers. We should see those because those are uniquenesses, those blended cultures, and that those in itself bringing all those together uh, makes a, makes the human condition better. And lastly, I would just say, yes, your experiences and your identities bringing all that together uh, does influence uh, how you view money and, and many other things for that matter experiences and identity and you and when you say value systems like you mentioned like you mentioned value systems and you mix all those together because how you identify is the key word how you identify with certain areas of life and your how you experience with certain areas of life does filter in to whatever facet that we're talking about in this case money yeah, you know, it's a fascinating thing where you talk about with the fundamentals and self-worth and really um, getting a sense of purpose and feeling comfortable in your skin, which sounds so easy, but it is so hard to accomplish. And certainly in my work, both as a coach now and um, a trainer and in the past as someone who did uh, licensed mental health counseling, it can be such a, such a hard thing. And I think we get messed up around things like money or food or alcohol or whatever it might be when, you know, that basic core fundamental isn't there or you're not comfortable with it. So it's a great uh, viewpoint on that. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit because I want to pick on some of your expertise and get some information for the listeners about what your thoughts are about money and money mistakes. But before I do, I'm going to take a quick break. So we are with Dr. Preston Cherry, 
founder of Your Life Money Balance. And we'll be back in just a moment. How do you balance having the life you want to enjoy today with what you're going to need in the future? At Halbert Hargrove, we've spent decades working with our clients to help them build well-lived todays and tomorrows through financial services that align to their real life goals. We believe a well-lived life is about more than money. It's about what you want for your family, the causes that you support, your lifestyle now and later. Check us out online at halberthargrove.com and schedule a call with a Halbert Hargrove advisor today. We are back with my guest, Dr. Preston Cherry, founder of Your Life Money Balance and so much more. He does a variety of things. But before we get into one of his new roles, I want to talk about that in a minute. Uh, I would love to know when you are working with your clients or you're working with your students, uh, what do you think the biggest mistake people make when it comes to their finances? Hmm. You had to pick one thing, which I know is hard, but what is it? Biggest mistake, uh, wow, biggest mistake would be, you know, holding on to regret uh, too long, regret and also potentially uh, being, you know, shamed for not knowing these two things or unwilling to do something different. I know there's a couple of things, but those all those are all internal. If you want to categorize categorize them into one, you know, those are internal self-placed barriers. Uh so those are the those are the, the the that is the biggest mistake is those internal conflicts that hold us back in order to actually address our money situation and process and then take action on it. I call it the ah moment, uh, which is these three A's and the ah, you know, you get this epiphany, which is to admit where we are, uh, acknowledge how we feel about it, process that, and then we can take some action. So the biggest, biggest mistake is those internal conflicts that keep us back. Yeah, I think shame is a really big one. And I know regrets, you know, connected with that. But that money shame, and I, and I talk a lot about that in my work because I really think if we talked more openly and honestly about money and we had conversations like we're having today on a podcast, more in person in our lives, that there wouldn't be that shame because what you figure out when you're talking to other people about finances, managing money, how they're going to live their lives is nobody has it figured out. But somehow there was a message or there is a message that's sent to us very early that there's a right way to do finance and a wrong way. And so I love that you kind of identify uh, that awe moment and those A's as, you know what, it, it's be compassionate to yourself and right. move mm-hmm. forward. Because the moving forward, I think, is, the, is, is where the action is and the work and, and ultimately where some of the joy is. Oh, my goodness. You said it. Joy. Yes. There's joy in the process. I mean, but the process, there's a journey in the process. You know, not everything is, is you know, rosy and, and this, that. But the process is healthy because there's one thing for sure. You don't have to do what you've been doing. You know, so that that's for certain. <laughs> <laughs> and you And you get to aspire now. And yes, that takes a process and it takes work. You know, Kathleen, I've, I've been through, like you said, uh, is those is those periods to where you have to work your way through 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 those uh, you know valleys? That's just life. 
And, but, and you also don't have to always, when you talk about money and any, or they, anything else for that matter, particular money, uh, it doesn't have to always come from a place of trauma. You like the, the triggering moment for you. It doesn't have to come from a place of trauma. It could come from a place of triumph. You know, it comes from a, tr- a place of transition, right? So it doesn't always have to come from, you know, the, a, uh, you know a, a low, so to speak. But the process in of itself, whenever you start, uh, you're not doing what you were doing. And you get to do what you aspire to do. And then when you get there, like you said, joy. Yeah, it is definitely a journey. And I, I like that you're highlighting that it's not always this negative thing. Because I, we have that association with, with finance as well. Even my question, what's your biggest mistake instead of what's the biggest success? You know, we, mm-hmm. we tend to lean that way. Now, after having a little bit of a conversation with you, I realize why you are the president of the Financial Therapy Association organization (laughs) that I belong to, and I'm excited about your presidency. Um, So congratulations, but tell the audience a little bit about what the Financial Therapy Organization is, and and most importantly, why you're so passionate about it. Uh, Well, I'm passionate about it because they welcomed me uh, for the last four years. So welcoming and, uh, you know, uh, belonging, that means just as a colleague and um, just as the the philosophy, right? Because when I first came on board, I guess that's a pun. I walk into (laughs) puns sometimes, right? (laughs) But I didn't know financial therapy was a thing. So they, when I say welcoming and belonging, they were like, oh, okay, yes, you're on your financial therapy journey as well. You know, c- come on in and, and, and learn and let's grow together, right? So that's what I, that's what I mean by that. And my, my grandfather and my father said sometimes, me and my mother, you know, old schoolers, uh, even though they're not old, but, uh, but they, you know, they've lived long enough. You know, when I explain to them or we have conversations and they, we have these terms for certain things, you know, five to third finds counseling, life center planning and this, and we break down all these theories and everything like that. They say, oh, is that what that's called now? Uh, we've been doing that. We, we've been doing that for years, right? <laughs> but so it just has a, has a term. But and that's what I felt when I got into financial therapy. I was like, oh, OK, you know, my life experiences have some explanations behind them. You know, and we get to put those those life experiences, journeys, and uh, with those money experiences and put them together, and kind of explore and see what they all mean, all right? And then we can help other people uh, uh, a lot navigate their journeys as well. So, and another thing that I was passionate about is I I personally set out to combine my professional uh, experience with my uh, an academic journey in order to. Uh, arrive at this point to have a platform to uh, make some impact in many areas, whether it be at the university level through a, a university program or, or my practice where helping people with their money, speaking and this, that, and the other. Um, and it just seemed like it was a place of home. And then lastly, I would say the people at FTA, when you're talking about the uh, every everyone there, the members and the board and the committee members, uh, Everyone seems to want to you know, uh, contribute to figure this thing out, right? <laughs> Having been a long-term member, I can agree with you. I was very welcomed into, I don't even know if the Financial Therapy Association was around when I wrote my uh, first book in the field and, and reached out to Rick Kaler 
And everybody mm. was so welcoming. And I was like, oh, I'm not the only one that thinks about these things. Right. Um, so that's a great description. And so, so for listeners who don't understand what the Financial Therapy Association is, just very quickly, can you tell me how it serves professionals? And then also, the, I definitely want to touch on people who are listening, who are business owners, who are in partnerships, who just like the Break Money Silence podcast, aren't in the field. How might they benefit from knowing about the Financial Therapy Association? Mm, yes. I mean, so the, the FTA as a, as a whole, uh, you know, the financial therapy in of itself is addressing the way people, you know, think, behave, feel. I mean, so the emotionality and, 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 and even bringing the psychology of money together the, and intersecting that with money. And financial therapy can reside on its own as a profession, or it can be intersected with your main discipline, and mine happens to be financial planning, right? So it's investigating, you know, those those facets. Uh, and financial therapy in of itself is an investigation process. And then providing uh, interventions in order to navigate through that process, that journey, in order to advance oneself, in order to achieve what what that is maybe that's just going navigating those emotions and just and and dealing with the emotion part of it and that's the financial therapy uh you know couples therapy and just dealing with the therapeutic aspect the psychology aspect or and or coupling that with uh going into the money journey as well so and and really investigating too either on the research side or the pre, uh, practitioner side uh the you know, bringing those past experiences, investigating those and bringing them to the present and not letting them be barriers so you can go forward. And then the uh, the FTA does have both of those practitioner and academic contributions. You know, we have Facebook chats and we have a conference every year. We have a journal and all that. So there's just a lot of, uh, we have a membership, we have a practitioner page, all that. So there's a lot of uh, resources for professionals. Yeah. So what I'm going to do uh, is I'm going to put a link to the Financial Therapy Association. I'll also put a link to the referral page. Um, I think that's really useful if somebody's interested in exploring some financial therapy themselves. And yes. um, you know, I can't wait to see what your presidency uh, <laughs> unfolds. So I'm excited uh, to, to watch that as a, a long-term member of the FTA. Um, time goes so quickly and we are out of it. But before we go, uh, Preston, I want to know if you could leave the audience with just one piece of advice from our conversation today. It may or may not, you know, fit with a well-lived life. What would it mm -hmm. be? Well, I think we could circle back to, you know, what is what is your blueprint? Uh, uh, after listening to this podcast and listening to our exchanges, Kathleen, I'm, I'm hoping that the audience would say, okay, uh, where am I right now? And uh, Give yourself permission and courage to aspire where you want to go. And if you haven't decided to start now, please do. And uh, and wherever you are, it's okay. As far as your journey is concerned, that's okay too. And you, you are going to be championed for starting that process. And because what, where you are today doesn't have to be where you are tomorrow. Oh, I love that. So... 
I want to know, and I'm sure listeners want to know, where can they find out more about your work? And I know work for you is a variety of different places, but if there's <laughs> one place they could go and just land there and say, oh, you know, I can connect with Dr. Cherry, uh, what would that be? One or two, yeah. because you have yeah. a lot of different roles. <laughs> yes, yes. Also, uh, concurrentfp.com is the uh, financial planning uh, firm, uh, UWGB, University of Wisconsin, Green Bay. Uh, you can find me there as far as financial planning, uh, teaching, and then at Dr. Dr. Preston Cherry at all the social medias, IG, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I have so enjoyed having a conversation with you today and breaking money silence with you. Yes, I did too. Oh, thank you for having me. Take care. This episode is sponsored by Halbert Hargrove, an advisory firm that believes in the fearless pursuit of well-lived days and tomorrows. For 85 years, their advisors have worked to help clients reach their financial goals. And as fiduciaries, they act in the best interest of their clients at all times. For help with your well-lived life, visit halberthargrove.com. Thank you for listening to Breaking Money Silence, hosted by Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, a wealth psychology expert, author, and founder of KBK Wealth Connection. If you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and leave a review. Also, share this episode with your friends and family. It is a great way to get the conversation started. For more money talk tips and information, or to hire Kathleen to speak at your next event, go to www.breakingmoneysilence.com.